Welcome back to another episode of A Spirited Debate. I'm Fad Thor, and for the next hour, I will be your host and moderator. As always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Big Mac, Hoss, and The Grinch, as we have a drink, or several, and debate another tasty topic for your listening pleasure. If you like what you hear, please smash that follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever the hell you get your podcasts. In fact, if you don't like what you hear, do yourself a favor and smash that follow button anyway. Because let's be honest, you may not be into this week's topic, but who knows what tomorrow brings. You might just wake up and realize you suddenly have good taste. And as always, feel free to drop us a line and let us know what topics you'd like us to debate. Now, as our sound guy cues up the music, grab yourself a delicious beverage, sit back, relax, and join us for another Spirited Debate. Because no, I no, can always spin that wasn't my point. Just <laughs> <laughs> So quantum uh, physics. Look here, look here, uh, Brett Michaels. We're, in the, uh, we're just exploring my inner demons here. You wouldn't have been quite as polite when you left the internet. No. I mean, if need be, we can start a GoFundMe yeah. page for you. This is where we lack comparative knowledge, Mac. Damn, dude, three hours later. Others actually want to watch some people play. Steve reference Rick and Morty. <laughs> I will do my editing, don't you worry. That's fantastic. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, gentlemen. What up? Another good fun, to see you. Another fun-filled and exciting day. Good to see you all again. You know. Oh, I mean, I mean, likewise. Sight yeah. for sore eyes and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with right. that. All right, so we're going to jump right into well, it. Let me so, put my glasses on. Oh, put your glasses on. Last week, we discussed national health care. We discussed the United States version of health care and what that meant, what that looked like. Does that benefit the population at large? Uh, we did touch on some socialized healthcare with the VA and Medicare, Medicaid, things of that nature. This week, we're we're trying to focus on socialism, socialized healthcare, the benefit of that. What does that look like compared to a nationalized uh, version of health, or a, I should say, a for-profit version of healthcare? So, thank you all for joining me. Uh, as usual, we will jump into our drinks first. We did. We've been making our round robin, picking for other people in the group. And so this week, we, we are finally finished. This is the last in the series. I was partnered with Mac, and Haas was partnered with Grinch for this final installment of Let's Make Somebody Else's Life Hell by picking them a drink. So I will go first. I know I generally ask you guys, so I will go first this time. I was partnered with Mac. Just a little-known trivia, Mac and I are both fans of a TV series, which no longer runs right now, but it is called Scrubs. Funny enough. A, a healthcare-centric show, since we are doing healthcare. But we are both a big fan of Scrubs, all eight seasons, because nobody wants hey. to admit to the ninth season. Yeah, and we'll do a timeout and give a uh, shout-out to their podcast, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Real Friends. Um, if you Zach. haven't listened to it, yes. Zach Braff, Donald Faison. It's a pretty, pretty good show. They go through each episode. But they've only got 13 listeners, too. So, yeah, well, two of them are on this call. So There's a nice comparison there. Thank you for doing that. Yes, that is actually, I, I really enjoy theirs. But uh, one of the famed drinks on the show is drunk by the principal character, played by Zach Braff, John Dorian, Dr. JD, and it is an apple teeny. So anytime they go out, there's always him drinking an apple teeny. So of course, in light of that, I am drinking an apple teeny. That was the drink that Mac gifted me as my drink this week. Damn, we took a long way to get to that. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Drinking an apple teeny, and I feel so manly doing it. So this is simply, it's a vodka martini with apple schnapps, uh, apple brandy, apple juice, and then a splash of lemon juice just for a little bit of acidity. Yeah, I won't be drinking a lot of this. I know why Zach Braff probably doesn't drink a lot of these. Uh, Not the a rest, fan? What's the, the issue? I've never tried one. So What's the I, issue you have with it? Uh, I don't I mean, I like, I won't say I like, I'm okay with martinis, but I generally, it's a gin martini and this is a vodka martini. I don't know how gin would play in this. Their recipe, which they actually posted is the one that Max sent me and was like, Hey, drink this. I don't know. I'm just. So Matt, go change yours real quick and do a gin one, a gin version. I'm on it. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not bad. It's a little more tart than I would prefer. And I think that's, I'm using uh, kind of like a pucker apple schnapps. So it is the sour apple, which I'm, I mean, I'm okay with generally sour apples, but in this, it is a little off-putting. The other thing that he said was you have to drink, you have to add Calvados into it, which is an apple brandy and it's an expensive apple brandy. So I decided to go with a $10 bottle of apple brandy, just in case I hated this drink. I didn't want to shell out almost 50 bucks for a bottle of brandy. I did adjust the recipe 
from a cost perspective. But yeah, I mean, it's not bad. It's just, it's, I don't mind drinking it here. It's not something I'm going to be going out and ordering. And then there's debate. In the, the debate in the house is what would a bartender think of you if you walked in and ordered one of these? I was going to say, you, you, you just look damn sexy with the pulled back hair, full beard, and your little apple teeny. I mean, I'd do you. Without a doubt. And more importantly, if I was a woman, the things I'd make you do to me. And moving right along. So, uh, Haas, since you wanted to open your mouth and insert balls, uh, what are you drinking? That sounds like a Boulevardier. It's quite tasty. Salty, but good. Balls of Vardier? Yeah, right. What are you drinking? Yeah, yeah. Gr- Grinch, uh, yeah, it's cool. Um, Grinch knows that I've really been getting into rum. I've, I've really been leaning on him a lot to help me uh, broaden my my horizons with, uh, in the rum field. And so he uh, he I'm sent so- me a Caribou Lou. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say rum field or bum field? Rum Okay, field. just making sure. Yeah, and he sent me a drink called a Caribou Lou. Now, it, it called for a 151 rum, which I could not find here. You actually did. I was wondering. I was wondering. Yeah, I, I couldn't, but 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 since you since you had me get this Diplomatica and I had yet to break it open, I decided to use this instead. Um, and then you pair it with Malibu rum. Well, it only it only called for uh, two CLs or an ounce of each one of the rums. I doubled that since I didn't have the 151. So it's supposed to be stronger. I doubled that, and then you uh, throw in some pineapple juice, uh, and then yeah, I did another splash of grenadine, and and this is this is a really tasty beverage, extremely hey, tasty beverage. Hey, Tech Nine approved. Mm. I'm totally putting that song as a backdrop right now. I don't care if we get pulled for I, violation. Baby girl, come. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I could see sitting on a hot beach sipping these until I just couldn't see straight. A lot of beaches where you live. No, but I can get some. Okay, there you go. All right, Grinch. What about you? What are you drinking? Okay, uh, I'm sure it's delicious. Uh, nobody it's, knows. It's so tasty, he, can't, he can't even talk about it. <laughs> I clicked the damn button. Uh, it's a bourbon stone sour that Haas gave me, and it is bourbon, simple syrup, lemon juice, and orange juice. And, and it's tasty. I tweaked it a little bit because uh, I did put a little bit of bitters, and instead of orange juice, I went with blood orange, which I'm a big fan of in drinks. I like blood orange over orange juice, and uh, yeah, it'll go down uh, quick. A bourbon stone sour. Although it was funny because uh, the screenshot that you sent me, I didn't realize it at first because if you look at the second screenshot, it says servings four. <laughs> you didn't worry about that. To the measurements at first. And I was like, well, wait, that, that's because that's what I make. That's <laughs> I, I, always make a four, I always make a four serving. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to have to get back up. And the, the main reason why is because we have a very, very uh, tiny freezer. And so I only have a couple slots for ice cubes and I use those ice cubes to do the shaking. So if I don't make a four count, then I usually don't have ice. If I go back, I don't have ice. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't judge. You don't need to explain why you. And then I like much. to get shit faced. Yeah, I, my, I was like six ounces of bourbon. Hmm. It's going to be a good day. <laughs> That's a hell of a drink. <laughs> well, so and I'm probably shit. still outweigh you by 100 pounds these days, too. So, I mean, you know. In all you got to account for that. Yeah. Gotta account for that. But it's good. It's very good. All right. And Mac, what you got? Uh, I'm drinking a Raleigh. Oh, wait, no, I'm not drinking a Raleigh because that was fucking gross. Um, <laughs> so I was originally sent, um, by you a whiskey Mac. Yes. Um, I think on my namesake, yes. um, very simple drink, two ingredients. It's whiskey and ginger wine. Thank you, North Carolina for not being able to find ginger wine any fucking where. So we had to drop back and punt and I guess, because I sent you the apple teeny, you didn't yes. want to feel like the only super manly man here. Right. Uh, you gave me a chocolate martini. Yes. Um, which of course, very good. It's a uh, chocolate liqueur, vodka, creme de caco, and heavy whipping cream. You shake it up, pour it in the manliest glass you can find, and sip on it and enjoy. There you go. Your dessert drink. And there's no face today. And it I'm is, sorry. I'm sorry dessert. you don't like that as much as the Raleigh. Yeah. No, it's not quite as good. Um, I, I cannot have another Raleigh until we have socialized health care because I feel like I'm going to spend a lot of time at the hospital <laughs> getting my stomach pumped. That was a good segue. Thank you. Socialized health care. I do appreciate that. So, hey, look, we finished up the round robin. You know, we will do these from time to time. I think maybe another one is we all pick a, a one drink like a Boulevardier and we all drink it together yeah, and we give our honest deal. opinion. I mean, we could try that. Uh, but ultimately, I, you know, Part of this show is about the alcohol that we consume, 
you know, what we're drinking, why we chose it, things of that nature. So thank you for the last couple of episodes, you guys doing this round robin, letting us pick for other people, you know, and I think part of it also broadened our horizons in terms of the things that you guys chose for me. I know it was that way for the things I chose for you. So thank you. I enjoyed it. Well, and I think it's great to try different things, right? I mean, you know, stuff that maybe not necessarily (laughs) I was always in your wheelhouse, but you may enjoy Exactly. You know, the, the other thing worth mentioning is if there are any listeners out there that want to make suggestions, we would appreciate that as well. Love to hear um, it. They, they may Fantastic have call. Yeah. things in their wheelhouse that none of us have tried or heard of or whatever. And because and I, I can tell you that uh, I've been Email super appreciative. And, with, and, and uh, tell us with, what you want us to drink. Yeah, yeah, good call. I think that would be cool. I think it'd be cool to get some listeners chime, uh, you know, uh, chiming in and, uh, and uh, signing different beverages and based hey, on what you know what? we like or don't like. Unless you live in if, North Carolina if, and you can't get shit. And, and you know what? If you want to just torture us, send us that drink too. We'll drink it. Mac will drink it. <laughs> he said it. Oh, hey, I'll take one like for the team, it, damn it. Be like, mm, <laughs> it. Hey, nobody's watching the video. They don't know. <laughs> That's true. All right. Well, thank you all for coming. I appreciate y'all being here. So let's, let's dive into this. So again, we touched on this last week with the episode talking about, you know, the healthcare in the United States. Now I'd like to touch on socialized healthcare and again, kind of what that looks like, what that would mean, and is there a benefit to socialized medicine? I know we kind of ended it in some way, we ended out the last episode kind of going around the table talking about the U.S. healthcare system and how we felt about it. And I know one of the points I made was elevating taxes. Haas lives out of the country. He pays a 50% tax rate. You know, that gives them access to benefits because they have an elevated tax rate. It pays for those benefits automatically. And I said, I'm okay with paying an elevated tax rate if that meant that everybody kind of benefited from that. And I know, Mac, you said, I think you're in the minority here in this country, and maybe so. I think that's fucked. But I I agree that it is a very me-centric position that a lot of people have. Socialized healthcare is kind of the polar opposite to me-centric. Very quickly, I'm going to throw it out there. Socialism, because that is a, a hotly contested word here in the United States, and it is a political an economic theory of social organization, which advocates that the means of production, distribution, and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole, the community being the government. We, I guess the, the weird dynamic is we are a republic in this country. We have a democracy where we vote for elected officials that are supposed to represent us. The community being us, the social contract being we elect person A, and they are supposed to represent our best interest. Therefore, wouldn't socialized healthcare be a default in that situation? It should be, because I'm asking them to, to do what's in my best interest. But Haas, you've said it before, very seldom do politicians ever do what's in the best interest of the people that elect them. That's an unfortunate situation, circumstance. But that is socialism in a nutshell, political and economic theory, of social organization, which advocates that the means of product distribution and exchange should be owned or regulated by the community as a whole. So socialism, socialized healthcare, how do we feel about it? I'll just say, I think conceptually that, you know, as I was trying to think about healthcare and some analogies, I mean, you have, you have mandatory car insurance if you drive a car. And I think everybody does it because the belief is you're choosing to drive there are other options and you get financially held accountable for the dumb shit you do. It's a little different with healthcare because I'm not sure you opt out like, okay, maybe, and maybe that's the balance of the two. Like we were talking about in the other session is if you have a private system that you opt into, then okay. But the default is you do have this baseline that you can always come back to. The, the one aspect missing that I will say I don't like is personal accountability. If you're just a shitbag and you do all the things that are horrible <laughs> to incur massive health costs, I indirectly will, will suffer for that because my tax rate might go up or down because we're accounting for people who just eat McDonald's and shit like every day and never exercise, do whatever. That right, is right. there has to be it. some accountability at an individual <laughs> level. Yeah, for so that as well. That, that's the one thing in, that keeps kind of bugging me in the back of my head where I do believe in personal accountability and, I, and it, it is lacking in this concept, but I don't want to be inconsistent or a hypocrite and say that, yes, I, I do subscribe to the view that if everybody had a baseline of healthcare, 
I think that would naturally work itself out. Like the system could be tweaked to account for these things. But yeah, I mean, the thing that a lot of people aren't going to like is if there is no other option and everybody gets the same kind of health care, there are no more haves and have nots. My income doesn't dictate that I get a better health care than somebody who is poorer, if you will. Seems to be fundamentally against what a lot of Americans believe. I'm not entirely sure why. No, and I think that's what concerns me even more, is you're right. It, it, why is something that is, it should be a fundamental right such a hot-button topic? I, I don't understand that either. It's supposed, supposed to be the greatest nation on the planet. It's supposed to have, you know, be this cohesive great nation. And yet we're perfectly fine telling other people, I could have, but you can't. And, 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 not, and not even a stupid shit. Like, I, I, I can list how much stupid shit. But, I mean, let's be honest. But, uh, basic healthcare. I mean, that, that should just be a given right to everybody in a first world nation. It should be an, a non-topic, a non-issue, a non-discussion. And, uh, again, like Grinch and Mac, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why it is that some people believe it should be an issue and a topic and a discussion. Because it shouldn't be. Living in a country that is well older than ours. A few things that they, I feel like they get that we don't in the U.S., and one of them is, is uh, community. You have a right and a duty to your fellow neighbor, whether you know them or not, whether you like them or not. You have a duty to them. Like when COVID hit, people here sheltered themselves because it was a duty. It was a duty you had to the community to shelter and not give this to, to the elderly and not give this to the medically susceptible uh, and who, would, who would fatally die. It was a duty to behave yourself and to do right by the rest of society. Fuck that shit. I'm doing whatever I want to do. I know, buddy. You can't yeah. tell me. Yeah, I mean, right? That's the problem. You're, you're, right. you're absolutely right. We, we've, lost, uh, we've lost an important aspect of nationalism. Not populism, but nationalism. The belief in we're all collectively giving to the nation to make it better. Right. Instead, right. it's the old, you know, what's, what's the ultimate death of a me, democracy is when everybody is extracting more energy than they're putting in. Therefore you know, the core starts losing. You know, it's weird. And I'm going to use you as an example here, Grinch, because of your military background. And because I do have a fundamental belief that we should take care of our fellow man. I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you went into the military going, the country's going to look at me like I'm protecting him and they should take care of me. I mean, is that one of the reasons? I, you I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, it's an all volunteer service. But you didn't go in going, I'm doing this because I know my country's going to look after me, right? Well, did you do it for that reason, or did you? I mean, the old yeah. The, I mean, there's like a, a George Washington quote about, you know, you can assess a nation based on how it takes care of its, you know, veterans. And I, I, I butchered that phrase, but that was the gist of it. I, I mean, I think there is a belief that if you're going to put somebody in very unnatural circumstances where they can be mortally injured, hurt, the expectation is you will be taken care of. And I guess back to the whole healthcare. The discussion we had previously, I, that's honestly, it's something I just took for granted. I didn't even, not take, I didn't take it for granted. I assumed, and I knew it was there. So I didn't give it a whole lot of thought. It was a decision and a life path I wanted to take. It wasn't based on a transactional relationship. That's that what I was getting at. Yeah. yeah. You didn't go into that and put your name on the dotted line going, these motherfuckers are going to have to take care of me. You didn't do it for that reason. You know, I think it's the same reason you go, I don't need your thanks for doing something I chose to do, right? Yeah, I agree. So the belief- But, that, but, but, but with that being said, I think it's probably also to say you do expect a certain minimum uh, health care now that you've served and given back to the country, right? You expect that you should ha receive a minimum certain level of care, well, right? Well, I'm going to throw on top of that real quick and then Grinch, I'll let you. I don't think- whether whether he expects it or not shouldn't matter. He should, you know, you should get that based on what you did, you know, and, and potentially any injuries you, you know, you incurred in that line of duty. That, just my thought. But, I agree. But I, I think, and, and maybe this is a little bit of a correlation with the idea of socialized medicine. If you work for the government, you are entitled to certain health care. The military absolutely has its own health care and it has a, a, a follow through it hasn't always been perfect, as we've discussed, which is, I mean, if I serve four years and I get out, you don't get TRICARE necessarily, nope. you know. You get the VA. Right, you now, right, for service-related things. Right. But if you serve a certain amount of time, then you now are entitled to those benefits that come with serving that amount of time. And then you get your disability rating 
which correlates to whether the VA pays and it's tax-free or if right. you just get retirement. So I think that system makes sense. I think everybody that participates in it says, I understood what I was doing. I understood what I got out of this. Like if I, you know, for some of these folks that lost a leg or, you know, other, other, you know, parts of their body, or they've been irre irrevocably injured, you know, mentally, physically. Yes. I think the nation owes them a debt in that regard because they're put in extraordinary circumstances on behalf of their nation. Right. And, and, I, and, and I, I guess think that's an important part, but I will say, I also subscribe to the view that the, the military is supposed to do what it's supposed, what it does so that everybody else can be a healthy participant in their country, working, doing whatever, because we need all giving back to the country in their way. Yeah. And I right. guess that's the point I was trying to make is you didn't enter into that contractual agreement with the military for 20 years because you thought I'm getting something out of it at the end. Maybe that was there at some point, but you went into it because that was the life you chose to live. I guess the point being the belief that we should be taking care of our veterans isn't a veteran centric ideology. It is, it is everybody else going, they protect us. We should take care of them after the fact, provide them healthcare or whatever. Why can't we just look at our next door neighbor and think the same fucking thing? doesn't matter if that man or woman is protecting us. That's your neighbor. And it's like, they are entitled to the same benefit I have, you have, the guy down the street has or, or whatever. And it's like, that's, that's my thing is if, if I have to sacrifice a little so that we are all on the same playing field, then everybody benefits and there's nothing wrong. With and, and I think the problem I see with that, and, and again, I, I want to take a step back and say, I wholeheartedly agree with you, with, with, with you, Thor, that, you know, we should as a, as a nation look after each other. The problem you have, and I think what a lot of people see is that there are people out there that then take advantage of that, I guess, for lack of a better phrase. Of course. Um, you know, if, if I can get free healthcare, what's the point of me going and working? So I'm going to punish, I mean, I'm going to punish the many in an effort just to punish the few. That doesn't, I'm make not sense. saying it's right. I'm just saying that yeah, a lot of people it, think it, that way. I, I, yeah, I, I, you're right. And they do. And Thor is also right. Like why? No, that that's counterintuitive. Well, why, like, why are, why are, why are we going to have a shit crap tastic system just to teach the people who aren't going to learn anyway, you know, that, 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 that they're not, that they're not their entitled to that something. they're bad. Right, yeah. Like, right. That makes no sense. That's stupid. Yeah, well, and I think you just you just threw out a just a four letter word to a lot of people in this country, unfortunately, and, and the word of the use of the word entitlement. When you use that word, I think that's what turns a lot of people off. You know, so so what what can we use instead of that word to maybe bring people back to the table? The well, weird well, part is veterans are entitled to a certain level of benefit. So, right? so what, what, what's the difference between, right. you know, a veteran and, and, and my neighbor? I don't, you know. Yeah. And it reminds me of, uh, I, I, I know this was a bit of a conservative news talking point about the whole stimulus check. Well, it disincentivizes going back to work. I'm like, really? I, I mean, tell me what the numbers are. Back this up with some, some actual facts of how many people are like, well, yeah, I'm just yeah. not going back to work because I got well, no, no. like <laughs> what? And, and I will say that there there are people out there that fall into that bucket, yeah, without a doubt. But yeah. I think it's the I think it's a huge minority of people. Yeah, we're you know. right. We're letting the anecdote drive the plan, right? Uh, as opposed to what most likely the predominant trend is, which is people are like, yeah, I need a little help. I want to go back to work as soon as I fucking can because I it's want a sense to work. Of work. Right. Yeah. Like it's that old adage we used or the old kind of philosophy back in the day. And this, I think hits at what Haas was talking about is we've lost a little bit of that sense of community and it's just, it's population growth. It's the transit transitory nation or transitory nature of population. Now we don't necessarily feel buy-in with all your neighbors. Right. You know, now I, I will say I'm thankful right now. Like, I feel like we really know our neighbors. We kind of know why they're there, their history. I give a shit about them. I want to see them do well. Like, that's the way I want to be. And then if I'm thinking healthcare, I want them all to have healthcare. I want to know they're okay right. because right. it collectively benefits us all. Right. We get fixated on those little anecdotes of, oh, I know a guy who didn't go to work. Yeah, we all know a guy who didn't do shit. Like, right. really? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Is that, uh, and that's, that's, every that's here. That's here. And, 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 and it's interesting because you'll see people here begging for money. And it, it, it's, it's, it's always interesting to me. We see this little old 
Austrian woman who can barely walk down the Dagum Street go off on some beggar because they have a lot of social programs here to allow these people, whether they have a substance abuse issue or they have a disability or whatever, they have tons of programs here. So there's really no excuse for someone to be begging for money on the street unless they're just nefarious in nature. And, and that, that, that happens too. So it, let's kind of, so socialism and, and social health care, right? Here's the thing. It's expensive. I think it, I think it accounts for, uh, what I see, 11% of the GDP here. When was that? Oh, I had the stat. You're talking yeah. Austria? Yeah. Okay. Is it, is it yeah. any more expensive than a private? Th- and that's what I, I, I'd like to well, go here's find what's interesting. numbers, right? Is it I, ha- I have some really more expensive than a privatized healthcare system? Or again, is it just shifting buckets? So I'm going to give you guys a couple anecdotes. So last Christmas, when Mrs. Haas came back to visit, she and myself and the daughter Haas got sick. Well, grandma and grandpa Haas were visiting and they're in their nineties. So we had to go to the doctor to make sure everybody was squared away so that grandma and grandpa Haas didn't get sick. I pay my monthly insurance. I paid a copay when I showed up and then I got a bill later for like 150 bucks. We showed up, Mrs. Haas and daughter Haas didn't have American insurance. So I paid like $150 for them and that was it. So I, the insured person, actually paid more money out of pocket than they did. There's an issue in and of itself, uh, speaking of one versus the other. Here's the other thing I'll say. Socialized healthcare, based on what I've experienced so far, it's good. It's not perfect, but it's good. You don't worry because once you've paid into the system, they can't say no. Like if you find yourself, and this COVID is a good situation, you find yourself in a situation where you were employed and now you're not because of something you can't control. You had no intentions of not working 2020. Well, you know, Mother Nature had a different idea. What, now you're not allowed to have health care, you're not allowed to have coverage? That doesn't seem right or fair for someone who's paid into the system, paid into any system and contributed to a society, right? Yes, it's expensive. Do you miss it a little bit? Honestly, when it's 50% of your pay, you miss it a little bit. And I'm not going to lie. It's hard not to miss some. Do you miss it enough to where, or don't adjust accordingly to where you can't live a, a good quality life? It's, it's a non-issue. It's a non-issue. You, you find a way to deal. Right. Um, but knowing that you have those benefits provided by the government and they're quality benefits. Like the city is very clean. The public transportation is amazing. The healthcare, like, like I said, Mrs. Haas and I went to our primary care physician right around the corner and we both walked in and said, Hey, we're having, we're having ticker issues. Dude did EKGs on the spot and gave us like blood pressure stuff and wrote us all this, you know, go see these specialists and get these tests done. And we're in the process of seeing what all that's all about. Yes. It can be a little bit laborious and time consuming, but that's two things that, that are kind of our fault. One, we don't know the system as intimately or intricately as probably someone who's been in it for years. And then of course we don't, we're not native speakers of German. So we're also having to transcend that as well. That's not their fault. That's our fault. So I don't blame them for that. And the, and the nationalized healthcare system is damn near impossible to navigate as well. So that, you know, that that's, apples and oranges or you know i mean that's the same either way okay so let's look at this canada has a national health insurance program so it's run completely by the government the health insurance coverage is universal general taxes uh it's a single payer system so you pay into the taxes and all that consumer co-payments are negligible physician choice completely unlimited Production of healthcare services is private. Physicians receive payments on a negotiated fee for service, and hospitals receive global budget payments. But their system works for them. I mean, they're they're north and of I'm us here. T- I'm going to tell you probably exactly why. Why? Because their government is not as I want to say as fucked up as our government. Probably our government's pretty fucked up right now. That's what I'm saying. Their government is is. Well, I'm not going to say their government's perfect because I don't think there's any. No government, government is. But well, and, and if I'm not mistaken, what do you have in front of you? What their GDP is for healthcare? I do not. Uh, I think it's like twelve percent, maybe. I was trying to scan over nine because the other the other country I think is England that has a national health institute, which uh, I believe is nine percent of GDP, but everybody has healthcare. Canada spent approximately seven point five percent of their GDP on healthcare. Well, and that falls about right in line with what I told you. I just looked it up. Yeah. Back in 2015, Austria's GDP for healthcare was 11.2%, which was the fifth highest in Europe. 
And I mean, it, it, and I tell you, it, in it's, West America, it's like twenty six percent. Jesus, yeah. I think I think it is twenty six percent. Yeah, and, and it's broken. Well, and, and I'll and I'll tell you because we kind of touched base on this uh, um, in last week's episode. Mrs. Austin and I kind of sat down and we, we, we created an Excel spreadsheet and ran the numbers. What you pay and what really got us talking about it was my anecdote from earlier where I paid three different times into the same healthcare system. You pay once here and that's it. There aren't, you don't make any more payments unless you want the supplemental private care insurance. Right. And fine. If you make enough and you want that or you're a hypochondriac and you want that, fine, get it. No one cares. Right? Well, here's the other issue is I would rather pay 50% of my income into healthcare, never have to worry about it, get all the healthcare I want, done with it. specialized. Like here, you go and you pay for insurance and then you need to be reimbursed. That's a fucking nightmare to get reimbursed for shit. Well, and I, and I, need, to, I need to point something out. It is not 50% for everybody, okay? okay? My, my Mrs. Haas is at the highest bracket. So it would be lower 50, if you made less. 50% is the max, right. If you make 11, or I think it's 13,000 euros or, or less a year, you pay zero. But you get the same health care your wife gets. Yes, absolutely. Doesn't matter. That's the point. Nope. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, and I think the stat is well, well, hold on. Uh, in 2016, the U.S. spent 25% more per person than the next highest spending country, which was Switzerland. Overall, U.S. health spending is more than twice the average of other Western nations. That's Jeez. ridiculous. And, and, and okay, so saying that, that goes back to what, so Mrs. Haas and I sat down after that anecdotal situation back at Christmas last year. And what we discovered was we were being double, tripled and quadruple dipped on for our insurance in the U.S. Whereas here, you're just paying it out and you don't see it. You adjust accordingly and, and you move on and it's fine. Right. But it's like you mentioned, there's a level of entitlement, right? That, that word entitlement is also kind of a negative. It's got a negative connotation about certain things. Uh, I love my grandmother to death. She uh, has been around. She's 98 years old. My grandfather was in the military and the Marine Corps. She rails against socialized medicine. And I'm like, uh, you know, grandma gets socialized medicine because she's on Medicare, Medicaid, whatever it is. Right. But she gets socialized medicine. But she's like, I don't believe in socialized medicine. No. But when you mention the health care, let's gets, take your Medicare away from you and see how you she, like it. Right. But when she <laughs> mentions the health care she gets, I've earned that. No, your husband earned it because he was in the military. You benefited from it. But, you know, the belief is, well, I, we earned that health care. And that's why I asked you, Grinch, when you went into the military, you didn't go in going, I deserve all of these things by going. Right, right. You, he didn't pick right. a career path based on, right. based on oh, well, let's see, what's, what's going to give me free health care? Oh, over here, let me right. go. Through. And if I have no kids, if I had 27 kids, they'd all be covered. So it, please, it just, please don't go have 27 kids, no. <laughs> but it just, it <laughs> you're boggles, a little old for that now. <laughs> it boggles the mind that she, uh, we got someone who's nearly a hundred years old, still votes in elections, but doesn't believe she's getting socialized healthcare. Uh, I hate to tell you, but you are. And yet you'll be the first to go. Socialized healthcare is it's the devil's healthcare. Like, come on, man. Well, you're getting just that. just to invoke the wealth re redistribution boogeyman. I mean, if you look at, I mean, what is it? The top twenty percent of wealth equals one hundred and sixty million people in the United States, something like that. Right. So when you're talking like taxation and who's paying what, and you look at a Trump who supposedly is valued at whatever and who hasn't paid taxes in ten years. Wait right. a minute, he paid seven hundred dollars in problem. taxes. Right? That's a problem. Like it you is. start to get at your answer right there to go, how the fuck is hey, that possible? Hey. Yeah, but we're talking in, in terms of him paying taxes. I'm less concerned about that aspect. I want the same health care he's being provided. Right. That's the issue in this topic that we are having. He is getting top of the line fucking health care right now. Yes, he's the president, but he gets top of the line health care. We are all entitled to the same, same. level of health care. No, and I agree. That's with that. the issue. And why is it when a senator or a congressperson serve, they get lifetime health care? But I, I don't think if, that's if, true, if I, actually. Is it not? Yeah, same with retirement. I think that's one of those urban. Is it lessons. a misnomer? Yeah, it, it, it's based on the number of years served. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that, okay. Like I, 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 I'm okay with that. Because yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking back to your comment on the military, where if someone in the military serves. You have to meet a minimum threshold to be covered. Yeah. Like if you get, let's say you get like medically retired at two years, then 
you're entitled to certain benefits is, you know, cause you're honorably discharged if you are medically retired, which is how my wife was out four years in medically. And so she is entitled to VA benefits for the rest of her life at a certain percentage. Yes. And again, you are different because you did serve, like you said, you served 20 years, you are entitled to TRICARE, which is just a different approach to the VA. Yeah. I mean, back to the, like we talked about, with negotiating with different businesses. That was one of the things I've talked to about former retirees. They're like, when it comes time to negotiating compensation, you may not need to take their healthcare. Right. Like maybe you take vision or dental if it's better, right. but you don't need to take their health you know, benefit and you can actually negotiate that into your salary, you know, whatever percentage, because you don't need their healthcare. Now, and see, and that's the weird part. And again, I don't want to divulge necessarily into the VA. Again, we did that in the last episode, but like the way she acquires healthcare through the VA with her rating, unless you are a hundred percent disabled. So I assume max dad, hundred percent disabled can, Correct. you don't qualify for dental through the VA only medical. And I don't know if it's because dental is prohibitively more expensive for them to cover, but unless you are rated hundred percent disabled, you do not get dental through the VA, which to me is weird. It's yeah, like, you, you can opt into their dental insurance, but it's actually more expensive. It, it, Mrs. Mrs. Grinch and I were just talking about this. It's actually more expensive than the healthcare. That's weird. Yeah. So back to, again, let's bring this back to socialized healthcare and socialism. Why is socialism, just in y'all's opinion, why the fuck is the word socialism such a, a, a bane? It's a fucking buzzword, just like why. Literally. There's no backing behind it. It's just, just like start back liberal. maybe with the red scare. Most of these idiots don't even know what the fuck a liberal is. Like right. they don't even know what it means. They just assume it just means the end of our country as we know it. It's just funny when you hear about it in campaigning and politics, they talk about socialism. They're already participating or contributing to social stuff. I mean, what do you right. think social security is? Right. For crying out loud. Yeah. Duh. And I want to go back to something real quick. When you pay into healthcare here, that doesn't include dental and vision. When I so lost you're only my getting health care. When I lost my crown, I had to go over to Bratislava. Right, in like a train station bathroom. That's right, you had to put out in the bathroom. How, how bad did you really want that crown, right? You mess right. with my tooth, I'll mess with your balls. We'll call it even. Right. I mean, you know, it's a fair trade-off, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. I'm thinking like Minority Report when he's getting his eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, yep. I guess I just try to, I, I try to understand, and it's like we said right back at the beginning of this, the social contract that we have in this country like socialism should just be a natural phenomenon that occurs from the fact that we do have a social contract and that we do elect officials that are supposed to have our best interests in mind when they are making decisions at a governmental level. And so it's weird that we do in this country rail against socialism so much. And I think, I, I think, uh, I mean, I'm obviously not a fan of socialism in that I want the whole government operating that way, but I think, you know, some of this comes from like, praying at the church of Ayn Rand of like, oh, you know, we'll just reward people doing nothing, which I think is a pretty dim view of humans. I think most do want to contribute to the collective right, in work and be rewarded and have a life journey that they're proud of. I actually would suggest that it, 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 it's a pretty, like I said, it's a pretty dismal view of your fellow man to assume they all suck and that none of them and don't get me wrong, I'm not a big fan of people in general. You're not, you're not a humanist? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a big fan of people in general. I think they kind of suck. Like a person's smart, people are stupid. But uh, it, it, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those like, like, really, do you think so little of everyone? Don't most people you know work? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah well, I'm trying it kind of goes about what we were talking about earlier, where it's counterintuitive to, to, to say you don't want this one thing because there's a couple apples in the cart that are shit. It, it, it's just counterintuitive. It, it, I don't get it. Um, and I don't know why. I mean, I suppose that there are there, – there's been years of certain people spouting it as a negative thing, you know, giving it a negative connotation. And right. people who aren't as intelligent, people who don't do their own due diligence, people who aren't willing to be open and susceptible to broadening their horizons just tout and, and, and speak from the same platform or talking points – without fully understanding and, and we're never going to move or change those people are, are you i don't talking think. about our president sure and and the people that the, the, the not 
all people who follow him, but I would say a certain amount of his uh, a base, majority, or yeah, uh, a certain amount of his base probably come from that same place where it has this negative connotation and it's just bad, you know. Well, and, and I, you hit it on the head there for a second too, you know. They hear something and then they just spout off the same thing, whether, whether they go fact check it or oh, and research let's be honest. or any of that stuff, right? I At mean, this point, he isn't even in the realm of truth. Like he will just say stuff that is a blatant lie, doesn't require fact checking. It's just a blatant lie. Well, and that was the whole thing, you know, with with the town hall, you know, and him tweeting out the thing about Osama bin Laden being alive in Phoenix, and, and she yeah. called him out on it, and it's like, you're not somebody's crazy uncle. You can't just, you know, throw something out there, you know, that you're the president of the United States. You have to people listen to you. Yeah. So you have to be careful in what you say. At that really? moment, that's when the moderator needs, or whoever, the, the, the person running it needs to go, you know what, we're done. If that's what you're doing, we're done. This is a useless exercise. And we're just, we're going we're gonna to sign off and this show's over. And it's we're getting a little off topic. And if you flip the script, I mean, it kind of begs the question of like, why don't you want everyone to have a health care? What, right. what, what's the downside to it? You should have better health care than somebody else. Like at the end of the day, what does it matter? I mean, an EKG right. is an EKG, right? But I don't necessarily I mean, right? think it's <laughs> yes, and I don't think it's that they they are going that person shouldn't have the same health care as me. I think they honestly believe if that person gets health care in some way, mine's diminished. Why would you think that? I, I don't know that it's even that. I think it's that if in order for that person to get health care, I have to pay for it. So why am I paying for it, and why am I working hard to pay for them to have health care? Which Everybody again, needs- and we've said, is a shit way to look at life. You know, if, 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 you're, if your world is that small, then you've got bigger problems. I used to make, yeah. I used to, as a, when I was managing in restaurants years ago, thank God it was years ago, I, you know, I would have people that like, I need a day off or I need to leave earlier. I, you know, something's happened. And I would always say, yes, yes, absolutely go. Because I always knew if I was in that situation and I needed to leave, I didn't want somebody going, no, sorry, you can't leave. And it's the same thing with me with healthcare. I would rather pay because I have been unemployed and I would rather be able to do that for somebody else. Well, so then when I come <laughs> around and it's my turn, somebody goes, Hey, we got you covered, bro. And let's be honest, Grinch hit it on the, hit the nail on the head last time. I mean, you're paying for it anyway, because if I go, you know, if I'm uninsured and I go to the ER, they can't turn me away. Right. Somebody. Now I may not get the same level of treatment that you get because you have insurance, but they're going to treat the, you know, the, the root cause and somebody's paying for that. Right. So why not just go ahead and, you know, again, cover I mean, they everything. Have treat, they have because, to treat you enough not to get malpractice. Well, yeah. Right. And, and malpractice. if you give them the basic healthcare necessities, they're not coming into the ER where the costs are more, you know, if they can go see a, a primary care physician and get ahead of some of these issues, then, it you know, everybody. yeah, it's, you know, in the long run, maybe it saves money. It, I don't know. Right. And to be, you know, a little morbid, I mean, what we're talking about is, let's say you come in with like a, 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 a massive cut blood loss, something life-threatening, life-limb or otherwise, you're going to get treated to restore you back to as much as possible. As much as possible. Now, are you going to be first in line for like a kidney transplant? No. Are you going to get all the chemo therapy you might need? Right. No. You know, you're not going to get all that stuff under our current system. Right. You're going to get emergency treatment necessary to sustain your life. And that's sort of where you start to get to the other half of the equation of where the people who are paying the high end stuff go, I want the best cancer treatment. And I get it. I get it. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. I mean, if I've got cancer, I want, I, you know, I want the best I can get. Right. And, and the same for my family. But, and I think that's where the, you know, kind of, kind of like the dual system comes into play. You have a, a social, you know, a single payer socialized healthcare system that, that, you know, will cover you, you know, just like most country, you know, most countries that do that and, and give you the basics. And, and if you, you know, again, if you want more, and you make enough money, go spend your money on whatever the hell you like want. Missing a, I'm not, I'm not judging. I had that option. We had that right. option this week. When we went and, and we ended up going to the private clinic instead of the socialized clinic, I mean, they told us, yeah, we'll make an appointment for you. I mean, they were super attentive and, 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 and super helpful. Um, and they were like, yeah, but – and they told us – and told – here's the other thing I liked about this. They told us up front what the costs associated were going to be for everything 
And that's, that's the that's other a thing you don't get. Key. Right. Because you have no idea when you, the side. If I, go to the, if I go to the emergency room, I have no idea what I'm going to pay or get billed when I come out of there. No clue. Right. You, you go in blind. I have to go, though. <clears throat> yeah, you go in blind. You pay the system. And next thing you know, you get a bill for thousands of dollars. Now, it's, point, it, it, it's worth pointing out that here in the socialized system, on a private level, for both Mrs. Haas and I to get multiple tests done on our hearts was going to be 600 euros. Let, like that, let that sink in for a second. What do you think that would cost you in the U.S. healthcare system with insurance? So that's what, roughly $900 U.S.? Roughly between eight and nine hundred dollars. If it's six hundred yeah, euros, I think roughly something like that. Closer now to like oh, it one, is okay. One point two, one point nine hundred bucks would get. But you either way, the point is, yeah. So less than a thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah, I mean that's you're not getting both of us. We're going to get three different tests. Yeah, you're not getting stress that test, EKG, and echocardiogram. Now let me go full evil asshole on the other end of the spectrum. Work it, oh, baby. Bring was it that on. not you already? If if I'm if let's just say we've established a socialized medical system. I would be agreeable, and I'm going to be maybe a horrible human being for saying this, with a system that says, if you're the fifth time coming in as a drug addict, I don't give a shit about you. I don't. No, I, 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 don't. I, I don't know that I, I fought you for that, right? There has to be some yeah. sort of, you have to, and it goes back to you taking, you, you mentioned it earlier, taking accountability for your life. If I get diabetes, you know, and, I, and I'm, I'm overweight and I'm, I'm, I admit that, right? I'm working on it and that's okay. But if I go in for diabetes and I continue to go back and I'm not making any effort to try and curb some of the, you know, causes of that, then at some point they should say, fuck you, you're on your own. I mean, yeah, you know, but here, here's, it, here's it, the it, adverse it becomes argument. The, it becomes the, the, the scary part of, you know, do you, you know, if I'm 75, 80 years old and all of a sudden I need a kidney, kidney transplant. You know, now now do you have a death review board? I mean, I, 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 you know, I that could yeah, get really scary really theory, quick. Here, right? Here's, the, here's the problem. Now, now we start talking semantics, right? Because I get where you're coming from, Grinch, but here's the problem. It took me seven, eight, nine times to quit smoking, but it was absolutely one of the best decisions I ever made for my life. What if after time five, they said, no, go pound sand, and I kept smoking? Well, and I think that's where the – I mean, this is kind of the principle of the rub of all this, which is – as you flip to the other side of the equation, are, are the individuals doing their best in the interest of the collective? Because yeah. at some point, the personal choice has to kick in. And I don't You're know right what that line is. I, I, well, I know there, there'd probably be a thousand anecdotes where I'm like, fuck, I don't know, man. That'd be so tough. You know, to yeah, how do you set up a case-by-case case scenario yeah. sort of being this black <clears> and, and white thing? Well, know, that's this, the thing, right? Can there, be a, can there be a broad statement that says, you know, this covers everybody. I don't think there can, right? They would, yeah. It would almost have to be taken on a case-by-case -case basis. And I guess, you know, maybe, and I know this was, uh, wasn't this one of the scary names that was used when uh, the Affordable Care Act was coming through, which is like the death, what do they call it, a death board or a something? A death board, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, because it does. It becomes, you know, if I'm 70 and I need a kidney, okay, in reality, I'm living maybe 20 more years. Is it worth giving that person right. that kidney? I, and, I, and here's the, but here's the, here's the correlation. I think we'll empower a judge to make a decision on a death penalty over a crime. Is it not Amy similar? Is it not similar? And then if you choose otherwise and send them to life in prison, are we not paying for those motherfuckers for the rest of their life? Exactly. Regardless right. of how long they live. Yeah. Those, those are all great intertwined points. They really are. But let's shift back to healthcare. You know, at least, and yes, we live in a capitalized society. Uh, capitalism is kind of the belief process here, and I should be able to make a buck. Look, and I agree, if you are in a tech company, things of that nature, your computers or whatever, but when it comes to education, healthcare, I believe those should be socialized benefits that we get by living in an industrialized society. Just everyone should be entitled to healthcare. Everyone should be entitled to an education. And so, yes, we talked about this in the last episode, probably touched on it here in this episode. Are you going to have a couple of people who are going to try to live off the land and, and do as little as possible? And yes, but does that mean you punish the group just to punish a few? And no, I don't think so. I think those few bad apples are always going to be there, no matter if we had national health care, socialized health care, uh, a privatized health care. I think at the end of the day, we have to look out for the larger portion of the population. Yes, you're going to have the people that are going to 
they're going to sit on welfare and they're going to do their best to benefit from doing as little as possible, but you don't and punish here's what the we whole. Don't know, though. Will that continue? To, you know, if you overhaul the system and say, okay, we're going to give you, you know, socialized health care based on you going into it and, and we're going to give you a job. Maybe it's not the job you want. You know, would they then take that and say, okay, that, that sounds like a good idea. I would think so. Uh, you know, again, I, I like to believe the best in people, so I would hope so, but, but you know, like, I don't know. It's like Grinch said, three strikes and you're out. You come in three times for the same problem. We've counseled you. We've educated you. We've done our best to help you, and you're not willing to help yourself. I'm sorry. The, the, the personal accountability has to weigh in. What if on the fourth time they get their shit together? Sorry. You're, a, yeah. you're one time too fucking I mean, it, Well, and in yeah. a socialized system, and, and, and again, there would be anecdotes either way. It's, the question is, does the system work writ large? Advice, the anecdotes is your record transports everywhere right so maybe you start trying to go somewhere else you're like oh, oh i'm in indiana so right. and the doctor pulls up and he's like hey so it says here in your notes that this is the fifth time you've been counseled on doing heroin the same so, thing you right. know like why, why you heroin, man? you're an energy extractor and if i'm just yeah. thinking of humans in that term and i know it's like I yeah, said, because I, I, sterile, I mean, you have to evil, think about but, it some way that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 I mean, we used to say, you know, in one of my previous units, you give more than you take. That's what makes it great. If you buy into that philosophy, it doesn't have to be insidious. It can be inspiring. It can be nationalistic. It can make us all want to contribute to the collective in a good way. It's a great point. The question is, are those fringe detractors enough to drive policy or do you go, they shouldn't be. it kind of is what it is. It shouldn't be because if we, right. if we let the fringe detractors freaking drive any policy ever, we're, we're in a downward spiral of shit. Right. And if, and if it's, you're a drug addict and you've been in five times and you know, and it's like, look, this is not hey, addiction. Is not, I mean, that, you know, that, that, and of course that's the stuff that makes not, it the news, right? Right. But you maybe know, it's that, that we didn't that you're counsel like, okay. you. We didn't counsel you correctly because drug addict For is you. not drug addict is not drug right. Exactly. Everybody's it's different. all different. A, 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 a Boulevardier works for you, doesn't work for Haas. Drug addict it works for thing. nobody. I'm just saying drug addict's the same thing. What worked for me as a drug addict may not work for you as a drug addict. And so then it be, does become an issue of you've got to find what works for who you're well, doing. And, and, and here's the bottom line. But we are way off fucking topic. <laughs> if, if we don't move to some sort of – when we move to a, you know, if, if, and when we move to a socialized healthcare system, it's not going to be perfect. Let me, let me go ahead and, no. let me go ahead and break that, break that little bit of news to everybody right now. Right. It's not going to be perfect. No, it will not. The question is, is it better than what we have? And I have to believe that it would be better than what we have today. Yeah. yeah that's a great point, so Mac, because you, the, the, you, the socialistic healthcare it. here has been for like a hundred, almost a hundred, almost a millennia. And it's, and not, it's not perfect. And it's, yet, it's still it? not perfect. But exactly. I tell you, I tell you what, I tell you why you know it's good, because you see people from Eastern Europe moving, moving here, there. from the Balkans moving here, and yeah. setting up shop and doing everything they can to dig in, like right. a Texas tick on a dog's ass in the wintertime, and set up shop oh and God, freaking take advantage. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go back get to that point. You, you have to get into the system and find out then what doesn't work right. and begin to tweak the system. You can't you can't fix a broken system that doesn't exist. Well, I'll so move to can, Canada and I'll let you know if their system works. How about that? Yeah, good luck with that. It's hard it, as shit to get into Canada. Yeah, if fucktard gets elected, I mean, shit. We had some friends that moved there. They they already spoke French. They were from Paris. And it took them for fucking ever to well, get into Canada. It, it, and it, they liked the French. In the other session, our system can't improve at all because it's so Frankenstein. Right. Yes. There's no holistic approach. It's being undermined in every way, shape, and form. You got to tear it down and, and start that's over. That's why it's not getting any better. It's getting right. worse. Well, which and is I what to, the Affordable Care Act was supposed to be a vehicle for. Yeah, right. but then, then but then that again, got butchered and chopped got, up, and, and, and you know, and, slapped and that's down. again right. because it's being run by a government that is split. You have Democrats, Republicans, and I mean, obviously that's very black and white, but, you know, nobody's ever going to agree on anything. So it right. needs to be removed. You know, I think it needs to be socialized, but I don't know that it necessarily needs to be run by the government. Okay. But that's a discussion for an entirely different situation than what Is we're it? having. Yeah. Because I mean, it's still socialized health care. 
Uh, yeah, I, I, I think when it comes to the basic healthcare needs of, of a community of people who contribute to a government system via taxes, then yeah, it needs to be. There's a it's check. It's got to be government. I mean, yeah, it's got to be government. If if you if you subsidize or sub, oh, I can tell you uh, right now, our government's going to fuck it up. Right, but if you bring in I a mean, third party, it'll suddenly day. become a, a for-profit situation. Let, well, well no, and let, and let me I tell agree, you right? here. Let me tell you anecdotally. Here, here's what happens. So the company I work for, right? You would think that because we provide healthcare uh, for prisons and and jails, that yes, we are a for-profit company. What you fail to realize is if most people who complain about it, you fail to realize two things. One, sure, we make a profit, but the profit margins are super tiny and we don't get a lot of support. You know, once that contract's written, there's no more, hey, give us more money. Right. You know, for example, like now in a COVID situation, there's been a lot of extra stressors put on our frontline people and us as a company to provide extra care that was not in the budget. So most companies that provide uh, government contracts in a healthcare setting are losing money. Unless you have a way to move or shift things around, and, and I'm not going to get into what my company can do or has done, or do, but but if you don't have that in your wheelhouse, you're screwed. So you, 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 you hinder yourself, you hamstring yourself if that's the way you approach healthcare, in my opinion. And this is someone who works for a healthcare company as a contractor to the U.S. government. I mean, I guess for me, if you're going to be, if you run it through the government, that is still a, you know, two to three party system, however you want to look at it, you're going to be right back in the same boat because decisions are going to be made based on what my party says, you know, and what my constituents say that they should do, right? So you're going to be right back in the same boat as, as the current system we have, if you run it through that process. You know, now, now again, you, you know, if you outsource it to a private company, you know, does it then become a for-profit? You know, you run that risk. Right. So do you do you come up with some sort of a third entity that you say, this is what we have to spend. You are out of okay. the political aspect of it. You, you know, you here, here's the thing. It. It's like I education here. A higher education is virtually free here. Must be nice. You well, know, so you take away, when you, when, you, when you take away people having to worry about healthcare or education, what you're doing is you're saying, you know what, we invest in and believe in our community and our people. And we believe that we're, they're going to continue to do the right thing when they get older and they give back to the younger people mm-hmm. and, they, and they do what is important to the, to the elders. You know, when, when we start privatizing this shit for money, what we're saying is, is not only do we not trust, we don't care. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> And I don't want to privatize it for money, but I think it needs to be removed from that that government oversight where, where you have people that, that are only in it for, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, hell, they're only in it for the money anyway either. But, you know, it, it's going to be hard. And that's why I think the Affordable, Air, Affordable Care Act didn't work, right? But, Had it put into place, the next regime came in. Who was against it and said, "Let's just dismantle, Let's shoot it down." You know, and so as long as you know, if if it's run by the government, I think you're going to always have that. I, I think I don't know that. I think you're always going to have that problem. Here's the one thing I'll say, and and it's just a point of reference, which is historically, and the Department of Defense has done this a number of times, where it's basically created these like large task order contracts to say. I don't want to worry about this problem. I'm paying you to worry about it. It's not that it can't work, but it tends to get very expensive because what they, what the, the company does, whomever it is, um, and KBR is an example of, we, we had like a large task order where we were like, hey, you provide all the basic maintenance for every base we have in Iraq. You pay a shitload for them to do that because they handle all the hiring, all the oversight, all the management, and you lose some control when you do it. So it's like a give and take. It, it, you, you get rid of a lot of the headaches of hiring and dealing with it, but you start paying for it. That's my concern. Privatized housing is a similar construct on military installations where companies were brought in. And I think you've seen some of the different things in the news over the years of the company stopped being responsive. They were more focused on profits because at the end of the day, government tends to focus more on the service than the cost. No, I think a blend is kind of what the right answer is like a government oversight 
that's connect like an LLC, you know, kind of concept where you have like an oversight body of political appointees or but, but it needs to be outside of the realm of the, the political I mean, parties, I guess is what I'm what I'm getting. What we're saying is you want the benefit of business that sustains over parties, but yet you want some government interest to ensure costs don't get out of control. Right. I, I want everything really and I want it to be cheap. Of course. <laughs> That's yeah. what right. I want. <laughs> With that being said, uh, let's go ahead and go around the table. So we've discussed the healthcare here in America. We've discussed socialized healthcare. We've touched on things you know, like Austria's healthcare, Canada's healthcare, a socialized platform, maybe a hybridized system where it's socialized. But if you have money, you can go outside and get private. It's up to you. So let's go around the room uh, in terms of the comparison, uh, compare and contrast. What we have here in America was socialized, straight socialized. Again, we're running short on time. Let's make it quick. Let's go around the room and wrap this up. Haas, you, you sit in a unique position because you are, are in, a, in Europe. You see socialized healthcare, but you also do have some privatized options. So what are you thinking in terms of uh, your approach to the two? You know, I, I think... Several, I think all of us have actually touched on this at, at, at some juncture. Here's the thing. Uh, we, we know the current system is broken. And we've, I think we've all stated multiple times why in multiple ways why it's broken or how it's broken. I think we know that there is a better than system out there. Do I know at this particular juncture whether or not is a socialistic approach? I don't. I don't. Um, I know. Here's what I do know. I know that because of the negative connotation that word has, socialism has in the U.S., the, the, the chances of getting any kind of system that even resembles that because of the negative connotations, probably not going to happen. I think it's probably going to be baby steps. I think it's probably going to be a reform here and a reform there. But I think we have to start with and do better than what we've been doing. Uh, number one being is that um, you, if, you pay, if you have a job and you pay tons and tons of taxes to the federal government and the state government, and all of a sudden, for no cause of your own, you're unemployed. That should not be contingent upon whether or not you have health care, basic health care rights. That's what I know to be true in my heart, in my soul. And I think intellectually, if most people stop and think about it, they, they'll know that to be true. Gotcha. So what does that health care system look like moving forward? In the U.S., I couldn't say, but I do believe it would be a combination or a, a uh, offshoot of, of some kind of socialistic healthcare. And, and maybe you don't call it that, maybe you don't vocalize it as that or brand it as that, but I mean, it has to be something like that. And I think we've talked about it before. You're going to have to relook at tax structure. And I think it really starts with that too, because you got to pay for it. Contributing to people here that we're not tied to in any way at all, because we're not from this part of the planet. Well, we're all still human beings. Right. And my wife and I, have no problems giving our portion back to people because it's the freaking right thing to do. It's the humane thing to do. Right. All right. Let's move along. Uh, the Grinchologist in the group, uh, you're going to weigh in here, socialized U.S. healthcare. What do you think? No, I, I, yeah, I agree with Haas. I mean, it, well, that was easy. Moving on. Yeah, um, if you just start with the principle of it and then move forward from there and say, how do we do it? Right. Let's get past, should we? I think we could we could chart a course, but we get bogged yes. in the mire. If, if we apply, right? If we apply it to this country right now, yeah, this this system is is friggin' broken. It's disjointed. It makes no sense. You you got to break it to rebuild it, right? But I, I am on board with contributing to my fellow man and woman to make us better. So we stop worrying about healthcare and we take it off the table. We just incrementally make it better. Right. All right, Big Mac. What about you? No, I, th I think this is going to be a clean sweep, most likely, uh, based on knowing you long enough. Um, I, I agree with Haas and Grinch. I mean, you know, I, th I think the system we have is, is, is not working. And, and I think we just need to go ahead and rip the Band-Aid off, for lack of a better term, uh, talking about health care. And go to a, you know, a, you know, again, whatever we want to call it, socialized med you know, medicine, single payer, you know, health care for all, whatever you want to brand it as and fix that system as it goes along, right? Because right. there's going to be issues as you implement it, right? It's not going to happen seamlessly. But the, the fact that people have to worry about, you know, and Grinch brought it up, that people have to worry about having health care and affordable health care and, and going bankrupt because of an illness 
is just mind boggling to me that, that we're, we're a first world country here. We should not have these kind of problems. No, we shouldn't. You know, you, you should not be worried about going bankrupt because you have a healthcare problem. And, and as Haas mentioned, you know, many times through no fault of your own, you may lose coverage um, because it's tied to your employment. And, and it just shouldn't be that way. We need to get back to the fundamentals of, of living as a society and looking out for each other and not being this, you know, me, me, me type society. That's my opinion. Not only and, and I, it's, go ahead. No, no, you've, you've ruined my train of thought. Go Good, thank go God. It. Okay. Fucking droning. Jesus oh, Christ. Fuck. Uh, it, it, we're not only isolationists as a country, we're becoming isolationists as individuals. Uh, and that's, that's sad as fuck. And you're right, it'll be a clean sweep. Uh, I made mention of this in the last episode. I'll make mention of this again. I'm okay with paying extra out of my pocket to help the next guy because at the end of the day, if I'm not in a position to do it, I want somebody to help me out. You know, and that's what it's all about. It is a brotherhood, sisterhood. Uh, a, you know, we are the human race. We should be taking care of our fellow man as well as ourselves. And and by extension, asking them to do the same for us. It's easy for me to go, well, I don't mind taking care of my fellow man. But by default, I'm then asking them to do the same for me. I'm asking them to take care of me. It's not just me taking care of everybody. You also get taken care of in that equation. And I think that is definitely something that we miss. Can we get there? No, I don't think so. It's it's a sad state of affairs. Like I said, I think education and healthcare that makes me should sad just be. A little bit. It does. Healthcare and education should just be fundamental rights. We talk about the importance of education in this country, and yet we shit all over it on a regular basis. Betsy, whatever the fuck her name is, that's in charge of education. Betsy DeVoe, you know, fucking ignorant ass woman couldn't educate herself out of a wet paper bag, and then healthcare is the same issue. At the end of the day. Mac, I think the only deviation you have is that you think it should be out of the hands of the government. Maybe it should be some kind of third party running the healthcare because government oversight well, can create a problem. And, and yeah, I'm not saying out of the government per se, but I think it needs to be a non-political party that manages that it. Controls that's, it right. that's my only concern with it, right? Because if you add politics back into it, you're back in the same boat we are now and shit's going to be broken. Of course. That's my concern. Yeah, and I hate to say, but I think the only way we get there is uh, adjusting the Constitution. Yeah, well, <laughs> and we've touched on that multiple times. All right, so you heard it here. Uh, so that wraps up our, our second of the two episodes covering healthcare as a broader topic. I know it was a lot to cover. Uh, thank you all for being a part of this. Let me just say, as we wind down here, please, 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 if you haven't, vote. Go vote. If you haven't already voted, please vote. This will not be decided on November 3rd, even though we'd love it to be. But unfortunately, with mail-in balloting and things of that nature, this is not going to be this is not going to be decided on that night. So please, 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 everybody go vote. And thank you for joining. And if you're undecided, we won't tell you who to vote for, but, but listen to just your Just don't heart. vote for Trump. We'll yeah. Listen, we'll to, your you listen, listen to your conscience. Yes. Listen to your heart. If you're and vote for anybody but Trump. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I saw somebody. Uh, nobody's undecided at this point. They're just too embarrassed to admit who they're voting for. It's not really undecided. So as we wrap things up here, we invite all of our listeners to join in the debate by hitting up our website at aspirateddebate.com. For all the latest news, drink recipes, and more, feel free to follow us on Instagram at a spirited debate or on Twitter at spirited debates. As always, please feel free to drop us a line at spirideddebates at gmail.com. You can send in topics you'd like us to debate, drink recipes you'd like us to try, or just give us some general feedback to help us make the show better. And please, please do not forget to smash that follow button, download our new debates each and every week. Until next time, yeah. from all of us here at a spirited debate. We'd like to say, Roast Empire. Absolute dead quiet. Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. Such a dead.